With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There we go. MLB Strategy Show, 10 a.m. Thursday, September 17th, a six-game slate ahead of us. I am Josh Engelman. I am joined by Adam Scher. We are brought to you by Yahoo Sports, who we will touch on in a little bit. But first and foremost, Adam, how's it, uh, how's it going? How's that golf sweat going? Good. I, I love this time of year. I was up till like 4 a.m. doing best ball drafts and building golf lineups uh, and then woke up to a bunch of money in golf. So I know that the rest of my weekend will only be downhill from here. Oh God, I can't hear you. Hold on. All right. Now I can hear you again. AirPods cut out. I heard woke up to a bunch of money in golf and then it was just nothing, but I assume that there wasn't anything all that great coming after that too. Nope. There wasn't. Perfect. Uh, Oh, I got making golf lineups and like even just watching a major so much fun. I'm happy that I have a lot of Patrick Reed. Uh, Got a hole in one about 15 minutes ago. Fun, fun stuff. Yeah, I hadn't looked at I, I hadn't looked at his ownership. I was like, oh, I have like thirty. That was not good. Yeah, I have like sixty percent. So it's a great hole in one, as far as I'm concerned. But this is not a golf show. This is a baseball show. We've got six <laughs> games to break down. We've got some free content going on today at awesomeo.com. I want to hit on that out of the gate. NFL showdown projections. So Bengals Browns tonight. Alex's showdown projections will be free. NBA ownership showdown as well just tons of showdown stuff going on but uh for tonight's nba game those those ownership projections will be free and since this is the mlb show the most important piece of all of this the mlb top pitchers tool free today uh one of my favorite tools the top stacks and top pitchers really make it easier uh, to try and build out an individual lineup so go check all of that content out at awesome I am currently pulling up our ownership projections for this slate. Once I drop those in, we can get started. I thought it was seven games for a second, um, but I guess there's just like a random game that isn't included. I'm not sure. I yeah, I don't know. Um, there's, yeah, I'm not sure. I know there are double headers today. Maybe that's what's going on. Maybe. Well, let's kick this one off. Are you ready? Yep. All right, Yankees and Blue Jays, 5.6 run implied total for the Yanks, 4 for the Blue Jays, 65% chance to win for New York. Masahiro Tanaka going up against Chase Anderson. Tanaka, 7% owned on FanDuel, 17% owned on DraftKings. Let's just start there. How do you feel about Tanaka in this spot? Always kind of feels like a boomer bust pitcher, and at his price point, I think that's pretty appealing on DraftKings at 7,800. Um, the strikeout stuff is, is good. He struck out about 23% of hitters this year. Um, obviously, he has a, a history in the past of, of being you know, an above-average strikeout guy as well. You're expecting him to throw 90, 95 pitches here, probably give you five or six innings. Toronto's lineup does have some power, which I think is a concern. Um, Tanaka's allowed one and a half, uh, just about one and a half home runs per nine this year. But with the salary where it is, I think that 
you know, he, he carries some appeal. I would say that, you know, you said he's around 17% on DraftKings. That seems very reasonable to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same page there. Both he, Dakota Hudson, and Seth Lugo, all in this like sevens to eight range, all getting similar amounts of ownership. I do prefer Tanaka most of those three, um, but I do see why those guys are getting love. Any Chase Anderson interest at 7,500? No, uh, this yeah. spot absolutely terrifies me for Chase Anderson. Yeah, it's not good. So let's go ahead and just talk about it now. The Yankees are my number two stack on both FanDuel and DraftKings. And if I pull up the top stacks tool for today, this is not free, by the way. So I'm just going to be giving a little peek behind the curtain. Yankees number two in the top stack odds, and they are outpacing their ownership. So how do you feel about Yankees bats? Really good. Uh, you, you look at Chase Anderson and, and we talk about reverse splits, not being something that typically lasts. But one, I think, exception to that or spot where you can at least think that there's a little bit more uh, validity is when you have a pitcher like Anderson who um, his best pitch doesn't play as well to same-handed hitters. And that's the case with Anderson. You've seen throughout his career that he gives up a lot of power to right-handed hitters. Um, he kind of had made strides in, in recent seasons of doing a better job of at least uh, limiting righties a little bit. But if you go back to the start of last season, 233 expected ISO to righties, 196 so far this year compared to a 138 actual ISO. So he's been running pretty good in that department so far. And then you get this Yankees lineup just that just has, you know, a ton of right-handed power. Uh, basically the entire lineup is nothing but right-handed power except for like Aaron Hicks. So, you know, from and that's because he's left-handed now because he doesn't have power. So there's really no reason for me not to, to like the Yankees here. Yeah, it's they look fantastic. We have a core slate, so things are a little wonky there. The Dodgers have the highest top stack odds. They are more than double the Yankees right now. Ownership is also there. I think the Yankees, relative to their ownership, are probably the best stack of the day. The way everything looks right now, I can guarantee that, or not guarantee because I haven't made lineups. There's like a 99% chance if I crunched lineups right now and went through my entire process, like all of my top lineups would just be variations of Yankee stacks. I could not agree more. Uh, Stanton right now at 4,300 on DraftKings just stands out to me as the clear top option. I, I will throw the Blue Jays in there too, because right now we have them with like less than 1% aggregate ownership. Yeah, uh, I'd like to get there as well. Middle of the pack in terms of top stack odds for today. I actually have them third. They are unowned on DraftKings. Bo Bichette at 2% is the only number that isn't a one for the Jays. It's not a great run total, but I have no problem going up against Tanaka at no ownership. I love getting all of the hitting in this game. Yeah, I'm there with you. You know, obviously, I, I already said that I, I am interested in rostering Tanaka at that price point, but the other half of him being a boomer bust pitcher that strike get, strikes guys out and gives up home runs is the home runs. And when you talk about a, the team he's facing does have power, and B, Tanaka is getting ownership and the team he's facing isn't that is a spot that you pretty much like live for in tournaments. You know, you're getting a relatively low probability spot, but not it's, you know, an ace. You're not taking guys against Shane Bieber just because he's popular or whatever. Um, but a pitcher that gives up home runs is getting ownership and the guys that would be hitting the home runs are not. That's a spot that can you know, push you to the top of tournaments really quickly. Yeah. If they're getting no ownership, just by default, I think this is the easiest spot to get to. That's a little different. Um, love getting to the Blue Jays in non-Tanaka lineups. Love getting to all the hitting here. Who's your favorite Blue Jays bet? Probably Guerrero when you factor in the price. <sighs> it's, it's, yeah, you and I have talked about it before. Like every hitter on the Blue Jays is the same. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I like Shaw right now, just 
first and third eligibility. If he's hitting third, I think that's probably my favorite spot. Um, but we're talking about just a sea of dudes in the mid fours. Yeah, I mean, for what for whatever it's worth this year, you know, obviously very limited sample. You're talking about like 600 pitches total. Tanaka's allowed a 262 ISO to lefties, only 144 to righties. Or expected ISO. If you go back to last year, 202 to lefties, one. 161 the righties so uh i guess you know you would want to give some preference to lefties if you're looking for a tiebreaker so that would bump shaw and and did you have a favorite yankees bet all of them uh forty three hundred dollars stanton i don't think anderson has the ability like he, he anderson doesn't have the breaking stuff to, to strike stanton out unless stanton is you know just being really bad but normally stanton you know really struggles with those wipeout sliders that, that chase anderson doesn't have so i think a 4300 price tag on, on stanton looks really good anything else in this game all the bats and then mix in some tanaka there we go philadelphia phillies new york mets 3.9 run implied total for the phillies 3.6 for the mets it's aaron nola going up against seth lugo but before we do that did you have Degrom yesterday yep Four out of four lineups. The I'm day before that, I somehow had four out of four Jake Junis. So I'm on a nice streak of eight consecutive uh, lineups with negative points. Not great. Not great. Aaron Nola. I, Ooh, go ahead. Uh, I managed to cash a lineup yesterday where my on DraftKings, my two pitchers and my five-man stack combined for 27 and a half points. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic work there. Thank you, Kyle Higashioka. Wow. So Nola picking up some love, but he's not the chalk pitcher of the day. 11% owned on FanDuel, 37 on DK. Lugo on the opposite side, 7% on FanDuel, 15 on DK. All the ownership is going to Shane Bieber, Aaron Nola, and Framber Valdez. There's 147 of a possible 200% ownership going to those three guys. But Nola is like just about, you know, maybe like two-thirds of those guys. Nola at 37, those guys are in the mid-50s. I'm going to assume you would rather get to more NOLA given that ownership. How do you feel about them? No. I think I'll just be getting as much Bieber as I can. Okay. Then let's talk about NOLA. Bad spot or just that much more interested in Bieber? Bieber is just that much better. Um, I mean, I I, I don't love the spot either. Like the the Mets are a competent offense. Um, And and any NOLA I get to, I'm going to be okay with. The, the reason that I think I probably don't get to a ton of him is because I do like some of these mid-range options too. Um, you know, obviously we talked about Naka. You also have Seth Lugo on the other side of this game. So I think that there's going to be a lot of lineups where I, I go like Bieber and then one of the mid-range arms. Um, and, and Nola also is getting, you know, he's getting less ownership than, than Bieber and, and Valdez, but it's not like you're talking about a low percentage for Nola he's still getting like 37 percent so it would be one thing if it's like okay if I if I roster Nola and he has a big game I'm only competing with 10 or 15 percent of the lineups I'm still competing with a third of the field like I, I at that point you're just still talking about so such a big number of lineups you're competing with that um, I think I would just lean towards going to Bieber who I think is just the best pitcher in baseball basically Nola, 45.5% chance of being the top pitcher, top two pitcher on DraftKings today in Alex's tool. Quite a bit ahead of Valdez. Valdez picking up way more ownership. It's something you can see on the top pitcher's tool if you don't agree with Adam. Uh, let's talk a little bit, though, about Seth Lugo. 15% owned in the mid-tier here. 
showing up on the top pitchers tool as a bit overowned. The problem really is just that there's not a lot of options below him. What do you want to do with Lugo? I'm actually interested in him here for a couple of reasons. Um, for one, he's been outstanding this year. Uh, he struck out 29% of lefties, 36% of righties. He's more stretched out now, uh, coming off of a five and a third inning uh, appearance against Toronto where he threw 91 pitches. That was the season high. You see him go from 60 to 81 to 91 pitches his last three times out. But also this Philadelphia line, still not a bad lineup, but it is a little watered down. You know, you don't have Real Muto. You don't have Reese Hoskins. So they can still do damage, especially in this park. But it's not the same lineup that it was. Only a four implied run total here. Um, pretty good ground ball numbers for Nola as well, which is not something that matters a ton for DFS, but it does at least help, you know, w- when he's not getting a strikeout that, uh, it, you know, it helps keep the power numbers down. 53.7% ground ball percentage, um, 2.77 ground ball to fly ball ratio for Lugo. Especially when you talk about cheaper pitchers, that is something that I, I at least look at because, with those guys, you can get by a little bit more on them, just not giving up runs. And you combine the high, the high percentage with the fact that he's doing a good job of keeping the ball on the ground. Um, I, I think he looks pretty good here. I have no issue getting to him. I just don't know if I would be getting that sort of volume. Although I guess 15% isn't really something that I'm worried about. Probably about right. I just know that it falls off a cliff after Lugo, or at least it does for me. Um, so he is definitely the yep. floor of my pitching. Let's talk hitting here. I have the Phillies ranked ninth. I have the Mets ranked eighth. Um, they are in a similar spot for Alex right now. Mets picking up no ownership. Phillies actually projecting twice as owned as they should be, although that's mostly just Alec Bohm and uh, Scott Kingery. So are you going to be getting to hitting in this game? Probably not. If, if I did, at least right now, I would say it's the Mets because – you do have so much power on the Mets in this park. Nimmo, Conforto um, in particular, but you know you have Alonzo who struggled this year, but, but does still have a lot of power. Um, I, I think that maybe I, I could see going to the Mets as like a mini stack or one-offs kind of like you're getting one or two bats leverage against a popular NOLA. I'm just hoping that, you know, Nimmo or Conforto hit a home run. I, I don't really want the full stack here though. Okay. Yeah, uh, Conforto grading out as my best Mets bat. McCutcheon grading out as my best Phillies bat just because of the leadoff spot. This is just not a fun offensive environment. This Phillies lineup is bad, but like just really, really not good. 93 weighted runs created plus in the aggregate based on steamer. I This is the place where offense goes to die as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, um, at, at, and you mentioned the ownership on Alec Baum. I think that is appropriate. It's just one of the spots where he's mispriced. We've seen a lot of that recently, which has been fun for building lineups. If you don't want your lineups to look good, it's been annoying from a, you know, playing DFS and ownership perspective, but uh, it's a three hitter. It's one of the top hitting prospects for Philly. You can think that he's not a great hitter at this point in his career. And it's a tough matchup against Lugo, but he just like should not be $2,800 batting third. Is there anything else that we should talk about for this game? I, I just don't, other than Nola being like a good pitcher, it, this is just kind of ugly. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot else. I do want to, I guess, I feel like because when I was talking about Nola, I was just purely comparing him to Bieber. I think Nola's really good. And if you get to Nola, like you shouldn't be upset about that at all. Like he comes in with like a 35% strikeout percentage, uh, 52% ground ball percentage. Like I, I wasn't, I'm not trying to shortchange Nola. It's right. just, yeah. I, I, just, I don't know if that came across like as I didn't look Nola. Um, I, I think Nola's really good. I just prefer Bieber. So 
in summary, Adam hates Aaron Nola. <laughs> uh, you should fade him based on that information. I, I think I'm getting all of that correct. I don't think you understand how my pitching takes have gone recently. Based on that information, you should be getting all of Aaron Nola. All right, let's move it on here. Pirates and Cardinals. Pirates, 3.8 run implied total. Cardinals, 4.7. Steven Brault going up against Dakota Hudson. Brault, very minimal ownership at 5,900 on DK. Dakota Hudson, 8,200, 11% owned. Are you trying to roster any Dakota Hudson today? He strikes me as the kind of guy where if I'm playing 150 lineups, I'd probably be getting like around the field or a little bit over. But in like my three max stuff, I doubt that I'll get there because he, I, I don't think he has the strikeout stuff that Tanaka does for a little bit less or that Lugo does for even less than Tanaka. He's still going to project well because the Pirates are absolute garbage. And, you know, it's a, a decent pitcher in Hudson facing a, a really bad lineup at an affordable salary. So he's going to project, you know, relatively well. It's just that, like, in my top lineups, unless uh, unless there ends up being a bigger ownership gap than there is right now between Lugo and Hudson and or between Tanaka and Hudson, there's nothing that's really going to push Hudson ahead of those guys considering he's more expensive for me. Yeah, I don't. I don't get the sense that I want much of anything in this spot. If I take a look at the top pitchers tool, however, Dakota Hudson, 19.2% chance of being a top two pitcher, only 10% of the ownership. Uh, so Alex showing him as a slightly under-owned pitcher at 8,200. The question then becomes, is it better to go to Hudson over Tanaka or is the ownership difference just not enough? It's to me right now, it's enough. not enough. Yeah. I think, you know, maybe you see that change throughout the day, but also people have figured out that you just take pictures against the Pirates and then, you know, you count your money at the end of the day. So um, I, I don't I don't know that the ownership gap really grows that wide. Pittsburgh's second worst top stack odds. I have them dead last today, but full on 12th. Cardinals, I have seventh. They are actually fourth for Alex, but showing up as the most over-owned stack of the day. Edmund, DeYoung, Goldschmidt. Molina, O'Neal, Bader, all in double digits. What do you want to do with the Cardinals bats given they're so chalky? Um, it's I, I hate the Cardinals. Like they're always so cheap, and mm -hmm. so like they're a team that I would like to get to at low ownership, but they're just yeah. not good enough that I, I like rostering them at high ownership. Um, you know, obviously like the Young and, and Goldschmidt are good, but this lineup gets bad real real quick. And there's power in it. It's just power from guys that aren't very good hitters. And, and rostering guys like that at high ownership is always concerning. Um, I think that, you know, Tyler O'Neill batting, probably batting eighth is someone you could look to with a lot of power that maybe doesn't get quite as much ownership because he's sitting toward the bottom of the order. Um, Goldschmidt and DeYoung both will look really good. Stephen Brault has actually held righties this year to a 132 expected ISO, which is kind of surprising. Yeah, um, not, going back to last that. year. Yeah, going back to last year, it's 165. He, he's not a terrible pitcher. Um, he, he doesn't strike guys out. He doesn't strike righties out is, is the problem. But he's at least good enough that it's not shocking if the Cardinals, you know, kind of disappoint against him. And then you also assume he's not going to go super deep into this game either. So, you know, you're probably going to be getting bullpen arms after like three or four innings. Yeah, I, I'm just not all that interested in St. Louis. Like I understand why it's happening. Right. But they, they just, it, it feels to me like at least on DraftKings, they're, they're like always in this spot where it's just like, I, I don't know what it is about their pricing, but whenever the Cardinals are in a spot that you look and say like, Oh, that's a decent spot. 
they're just always super popular because their pricing is so cheap. Yeah, that's. I just don't want to be there with everybody else. If they're especially if they're, you know, we're projecting ten percent top stack odds, seventeen percent aggregate ownership, and that's definitely stack ownership too. I mean, we're talking about six guys and pretty sizable ownership. Now they are the second highest top value odds. I think I'll just find my value elsewhere. And it's not the the thing too is you have to think about it in terms of the the slate construction, roster construction. Yeah, there's pitching to pay up for with, with Bieber and with Nola and, you know, at a, le- a lower price with, with Valdez. But it's not like they're exorbitantly priced. You know, Bieber's the most expensive at 10-9. So if you're just going with one of those guys, you can still do pretty much whatever you want with bats. And there's a, a solid mid-range with Tanaka, Hudson, and um, Lugo. So it, it's not like this is one of those slates where you have, like, 11-5 Bieber, 11-2 Cole, and then a bunch of minor league pitchers going. Um, you, you can get plenty of upside from mid-range pitching and, and find money for bats. I don't, if the ownership holds how it is, I'll, I'll just go to other teams. Favorite bat in this game? De Jong batting second, probably at 3,900. I would agree. Anything else for this game? I don't think so. Perfect opportunity for you guys. Hit that thumbs up while you're here breaking down this lovely six gamer. And you should go check out Yahoo uh, as a daily fantasy provider. You're going to just find a, a more welcoming experience to someone that's relatively new to the industry. This would be a great spot for you guys to try to build a bankroll. You'll see smaller contests. You're going to see lower management fee contests, sometimes no management fee contests. You're never going to find a better deal than a no management fee contest unless there's just an overwhelming amount of overlay somewhere. The best contest that you can find each day in this industry is going to be at Yahoo. You could use the promo code AWESOMO to get up to $30 in Yahoo Sports Rewards points. They have all the normal stuff too, CSV edits and CSV uploads, so you don't have to worry about changing anything up too much for yourself. But a lot of contests are going to be 10 max contests. You don't have to worry about making 150 lineups and diving in with the Sharks. So Go check it out. Make better choices. Choose Yahoo Daily Fantasy. And now it's time for us to head into the final three games of this slate. Tigers and Indians. Tigers 2.8 run implied total. Indians 4.7. It's Casey Mize against Shane Bieber. Bieber 23% owned on FanDuel. 57% owned on DraftKings. And no part of that whatsoever seems outlandish. Shane Bieber, quite clearly the best pitching option on the slate. I don't have much else to add. You should just be playing him. I don't think his ownership matters. I agree completely. Um, you know, I, I mentioned when we talked about Nola, if, if it gets to where, you know, it's like 70% Bieber, 15% Nola or something, then sure, uh, start to, to look to Nola. But um, Nola, like Nola comes in with the second highest strikeout percentage on the slate at 35.5%, which obviously is great. Bieber's like six points higher than that, 41.3%. Strikeout percentage for Beaver this year, six and a half percent walk percentage, 34.8 K minus BB percentage, 1.93 XFIP, allowing less than one home run per nine innings. The guy is just uh, amazing. And now you're facing a Tigers team that has ruined basically every pitcher I've played against them this year, but should not be very good. 2.8 implied run total. I have nothing negative at all to say about Shane Beaver. Uh, 52.5% chance of being a top two pitcher. Ownership is right there. Everything makes perfect sense to me in that regard. Detroit, dead last in the top stack odds from Alex. I have nothing else to add. Just play Shane Bieber. I have no interest in playing Casey Mize. 
Indians bats though, middle of the pack in terms of top stack odds, uh, pretty similar ownership share. I have them fourth. You're kind of paying up a little bit, at least for Lindor and Ramirez. What do you want to do with Cleveland? Does this look like a spot you want to get to? I'm kind of interested. It's not a spot that jumps off the page to me. I, I m- like my initial take on it basically is reflected in Alex's numbers where you look at it and you're just like, oh yeah, this is a spot where the Indians could do well, but it's not like the best spot on the slate. You know, I prefer the Yankees. Obviously we haven't gotten the Coors yet or the Dodgers yet. Um, and, and there's some ownership there. You know, it's Casey Mize is one of the top pitching prospects in baseball. He's not a great strikeout pitcher, at least at this point. He has had some issue with left-handed power. Uh, two well power in general 228 expected iso to both sides of the plate so far uh 205 actual iso to lefties like you can see how the indians would do well but they also don't look like the the best stack for me so it's a team where i think i'll end up being very my, my exposure to them will end up being very dependent on how the final ownership projections look because i don't feel like it's a spot where i'm inclined to take a stand really one way or the other they feel like they're going to be a lot of filler and not a lot of five man yeah. Yeah, just, just like getting to like, you know, Ramirez one offs or, or Lindor one offs. Yeah. I, I I don't see them as easily stackable. I mean, the positions break down great. Short, second, third, first, one, two, three, four makes it really easy to stack a team. But if you start getting into Lindor and Ramirez and some of that expensive pitching, like you run out of money pretty quickly. Um, I think the Indians are just gonna be tough to get to, although I wouldn't mind having them. Again, they rank fourth for me in my top stacks. I'm not even going to ask if there's a Tigers bat you want. <laughs> there's not. Anything else you want to touch on from the Indians? Nope. Astros and Rangers. 5.7 run implied total for the Strohs. 3.7 for the Rangers. 69% chance to win for Houston. Bromber Valdez going for the Astros. Jordan Lyles going for the Rangers. No ownership going to Lyles. All of the ownership going to Valdez, however... owned on FanDuel at 9,100. 53% owned on DraftKings at 9,200. I I think it's a little aggressive. I prefer NOLA, but I mean, I understand why it's happening. The Rangers aggregate weighted runs created plus for this game, 69. That's uh, about as bad as it gets. We're talking about a full replacement level offense. Jeff Mathis now a 34 projected weighted runs created plus from steamer. <laughs> Congratulations to that one, sir. That is pretty bad. Let's talk Valdez. What do you want to do with him? I'm, I'm really interested to see how my, like how roster construction works out because I, I, I like Valdez here. Obviously the Rangers suck. Valdez is good. Um, all that is, is true. The thing that interests me is that if I have the money, I would rather get to Nola than Valdez. Like I think Nola's you know better than Valdez is. Uh, for 900 more on DraftKings that may not be the case but there's also you know as far as being able to get to him without being able to get to Noel without sacrificing a lot but then you have that mid-range where you have Tanaka you have Lugo you have Hudson for less um, so I can get an extra bat so um, I I think that when you factor in the ownership and the kind of the range of outcomes I prefer either of those builds to getting to Valdez but it's also possible that once I build lineups it basically comes out that you know I can get whatever stack I want or I can get to I can get to a lot of stacks. I can get good one-offs, and then I just have the money for Valdez. In which case, I'm going to just play Valdez. So um, I'm interested, kind of, to see if the ownership being as high as it is is just a result of being at kind of a, a island price point. A lot of times, you'll see that that kind of drive up ownership, and you know I think that would make sense. But um, I, I think that 
unless that's the case, I would just rather be either getting some of that ownership, some of that exposure going to NOLA or getting an extra batter or two into my lineup. Okay. Yeah, it, it is a tricky spot the way that these three guys are stacked up at the top with essentially all of the ownership. It does kind of open up to some different construction for you. Do you have any interest at all in Rangers bats against Valdez's ownership? I wish I did, but no. Yeah, I mean, I could see going to like Taver- uh, Tavares leading off at 2,100 if you're looking to pay up for, for both pitchers, but there's nothing that, that looks really good. No. I mean, there's basically like one and a half real hitters in this lineup. So, yeah, I mean, the it, it is, I guess, worth noting that while he's allowed a 133 ISO to righties this year, he has allowed a 195 expected ISO. So, if you can find a right handed power bat in the Rangers lineup, um, you, you know, you, you could take a shot on him, but I'm, I'm not sure those things exist. They, they don't. Uh, let's just say that every so we'll say Tavares is a righty for this particular instance. Steamer projects him 0. 0.096 ISO, Kiner Falifa 102, Nick Solak, the slugger of the group, 166. Yes, I Solak's the like only guy that I thought might fit that criteria. Yeah, Anderson Taeda, uh, 144, Eli White, 112, and then Jeff Mathis with the crisp 100 ISO which could have just as easily been his batting average. Um, it's not great. Let's talk Astros bats, however. They have they rank sixth for me. They rank third for Alex, neutral from an ownership per share perspective. And it's basically just all going to Altuve with a little bit more going to Springer and Brantley. Do you try to stack up Houston here against Jordan Lyles? Yeah, I mean, Lyles has been absolutely awful this year. But also you have some mispricing on Houston that's going to make it really easy to stack them. I'm kind of surprised that their aggregate ownership isn't higher than it is right now. We have them as the fourth highest owned stack on, on DraftKings. Yeah. If that holds how it is, I think I'll get there. If it, I could definitely see it coming up, though, because Jose Altuve is 3,600. Michael Brantley's 3,500. Those guys are probably hitting two and three or you know somewhere in that range in this lineup. So you, you get two of the top bats for Houston that also offer savings and are good hitters. So I, I think that you'll get a lot of really high projections from, from Houston stacks. Um, but again, if they're going to come in as the fourth highest on stack, that's not really uh, an issue for me. Um, Lyles has throughout, he, he wasn't, he kind of wasn't early in his career and then kind of came out of nowhere and then started to figure it out this year. He's back to just being awful. He's allowed a 267 expected ISO to righties, 173 to lefties. He's striking out between 13 and 14% of hitters. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like Houston. Do you have anything else you want to touch on? I do want to shout out Kyle Tucker at 4% ownership. That's the sneaky Astros bat I'd be happy to grab. Yeah, that, that's a really, really good play. Yeah, he's just, for 4,400 unowned in this particular spot, I'm, I'm fully in. Any other Astros thoughts? Um, I guess just that, you know, they're an appealing stack too because it's so deep. Like Reddick and Maldonado at the bottom or whatever, but one through seven, you're getting good, good hitters. Yeah, noted seven hitter Carlos Correa. Right. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, let's close it out with the biggie on the slate. Cores time, Rockies and Dodgers. Rockies, 5.1 implied total, 6.4 for the Dodgers. It's Kyle Freeland against Julio Urias. No ownership going to either pitcher. Does that work for you? Do you want to get either one of these guys pitching in Cores? I don't think it's necessary. 
if I went to one, it would be Urias. But same. I, I think he looks like a sneaky option today at completely unowned. He's like he's another example of like a, a you know large field tournament play that you're just not looking at in three max basically. Absolutely. Like if you're playing a large field tournament, swap out Dakota Hudson for Urias. Swap out Masahiro Tanaka for Urias. You can get a very different construction just by having no ownership at all going there. And uh, obviously a bunch of ownership going to Colorado. Now there's way more going to the Dodgers, which we'll get to. Let's start with Colorado. I have them as my number five stack in Alex's top stack top odds. They are fifth as well, coming in quite a bit over-owned. Do you want any Rockies? I mean, I'm not going to be upset if I get to them in cores, but um based on their ownership and everything right now, I don't think it looks that great. You also have to keep in mind that, you know, even though we're two months into the season, we're, we're into cooler weather now. So typically you see cores start out the season slow and then pick up over the summer months. We're, we're already back to the, the fall now. You know, it's like 70 something, maybe 80 degrees there. So the ball's not going to fly quite as much. Urias is a, a good pitcher. Um, he's only struck out 18% of righties this year, but he has held them to a 132 expected ISO. He struck out 31% of lefties. So, you know, as usual, you're looking to Story and Arenado in particular. Um, Pilar and, and Kemp offer some value, but not really enamored with the Rockies here. Yeah, uh, I think this would be my easiest fade. Um, not that I'd be, like, super happy about it or anything, because you, it's not, like, it's not ever fun to not have Coors bats. Uh, I just don't think this Rockies team is very good outside of that Story, Blackman, Arenado trio. Um, Blackman, obviously, lefty-lefty in this spot. If they're going to be this owned, uh, this would be the easy spot to get different and not have them on the flip yeah, side. Go ahead. I'll say with their salaries, like, you know, there's going to be ownership there. You're, you're getting a $3,300 Matt Kemp in Coors Field. You're getting a potentially a $2,500 catcher in Coors Field. Like there, there's going to be ownership there. Um, you know, I, I think it's maybe a spot where I just get to one-offs of like Story Arenado. That works for me. And clearly no issue at all with Story or Arenado, but those guys are real hitters. And then we get the ownership on the Dodgers, 27.4% chance of being the top stack today. And they are 6% north of their ownership share. Uh, is this just a no-brainer, get all the Dodgers as much as you possibly can? I don't know. I, Ooh, I, let's talk about it. I mean, like, obviously, they're the top stack in terms of, of probability. Yeah. Kyle Freeland's not bad. Like, he's, he's not good. He's not someone that you're expecting to shut down the Dodgers, but he doesn't give up a lot of power. He does strike out a lot of lefties, which can be a problem when you're talking about Peterson and, and Bellinger and Mon and Seager. Um, or Peterson, I guess, is gone, but Bellinger, Muncy, and, and Seager. Um, it's, you know, again, it's a good spot for the Dodgers with, with, with the amount of ownership they're getting. I don't know, Freeland's just not a pitcher that I look at, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't see how this feels. The 6.4 run implied total is really what's, like, nerve-wracking here because that, that is showing me that this one's a tough spot uh, yeah but you, it's course do you think like, you'd be un, do you think you'll be under the field on dodgers it, it, is this just your conduit to getting more yankees probably um okay. yeah i mean it's the thing is you know the dodgers are still projected to be on their own so I, i'd still get there it's just that uh i, I, I don't know like they they're they're not really that expensive either i guess but um yeah, no, I mean, Mookie I, I, bets is six thousand dollars when he's not in course. What right. what should his salary actually be today? Right, right, exactly. Like these guys are pretty much priced how they always are. So, you know, it's it, it'll still be tough to get like all the top Dodgers bats and get to Bieber without yeah. making some kind of 
on appealing plays elsewhere. But um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's a tough spot because I think that obviously cores is cores. The Dodgers are great. Anytime you have 20 plus percent aggregate ownership going to one team in baseball, um, I, I tend to try and go the other direction. Yeah, I think this does open you up for a pretty easy meth- like mechanism of getting to like 20% aggregate ownership of the Yankees instead. Like you're clearly not getting away from the Dodgers. Right. There is some sort of like minimal amount of ownership you end up with there by default. They're too good of an option to just simply be ignored. However, I think that the, the spot really is trying to get to the Yankees who are bringing in like a third of the ownership of the Dodgers right now. My guess right now is if I if I were to if I were to make my three max lineups right now, my guess is that I would have a Yankee stack and then I'd have two out of three of the Dodgers, the Astros, Jays. Okay. Who is your favorite Dodgers bat? Mookie. Yeah. Will Smith's Will Smith might be the most valuable in terms of like position and salary. Easier cash catcher today, forty six hundred thirty eight percent owned. I don't get the sense that you'll find a better option than that today. Um, that should be the no-brainer. Man. Okay, so we're summing it up. Top stacks for today, pretty clearly Dodgers and Yankees. Yep. And then Bieber, Valdez, Nola coming in third for you. Yeah, third out of that group. And if you're playing a pitcher that isn't one of those top three guys, your favorite arm is? I think just going going the cheapest and going to Lugo. Okay. I don't have much else. It's a six-game slate, pretty easy to get through today. Uh, yeah, it definitely seems like a slate where I'm going to be looking to get contrarian with bats relative to pitching. Have we – let me just take a quick look to see if we have any potential weather issues for today. I don't know if you've looked. Um, I just know that I'm underwater and there aren't any teams <laughs> playing in the state of North Carolina. So at the very least, you don't have to worry about that. Um, from what I see, doesn't look like we're going to have anything that we need to be like ultra worried about. Pay attention to Mets, Phillies, but that's it. Uh, it shouldn't matter. Doesn't appear that we're going to have any real weather issues as of right now. Adam, anything else you want to touch on? No, I think it, it for a six-gamer, it looks like a pretty fun slate. You can you know be pretty creative in tournaments, I think. Yeah, uh, it's. I really like the idea of getting to a little bit more NOLA, but anytime that I've ever been on NOLA, he has not been great. So I'm not entirely sure how excited I am to go down that road. Uh, I do like the, you know, the point, just to go back to the point you made in large field tournaments about Urias, um, low probability play, but very easily can beat, you know, Dakota Hudson and then Tanaka. I like that shout out. Tons of content coming up now for uh, the rest of awesome.com in 18 minutes. Lafayette and Matt Savoka are going to be talking a little NFL strategy. At noon, we'll have uh, Matt and Kyle breaking down the FanDuel NFL strategy show. Emac and Jake will be doing MLB Live Before Lock tonight at about 5.30, going for about 45 minutes. And then myself and Rinpak will be on from 6.15 to 7, uh, doing an NBA show up until lock. And then uh, Showdown Live Before Lock. Alex and Kyle, 7.30 tonight. That will be uh, Bengals and Browns. And if you want to, check out the Showdown video that I dropped earlier today, giving you the top plays out of my sim for tonight's Showdown slate. Adam, anything else for you today? Nope, that's it. 109 people in here. Hit that thumbs up if you can. Uh, That's about it for us. 
Thank you for joining us. Shout out to Yahoo Sports for being the presenting sponsor of this show. Best of luck on this lovely six-game baseball slate. We will talk to you again later on. Jordan Klein, play that music. <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.